and let them have dominion. The kingdom of God is within people. It's the advancement of the people that is advancing. Because the faith must be backed by the assignment of this ministry is found from that verse. Where we you're unto a word encounter as Pastor David Ogwele ministers God's word to you with simplicity and power. God bless you. He created them to control the earth, to control the circumstances of earth, just like God controls the heavens. None this year shall suffer lack. None this year shall be a destitute. Because the season of recession has come again. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. There will be restoration in every sense of it. In marriages, in finances, in ministries. Even wasted years are going to be restored because God will pay you in this one year more than the last three years, more than the last seven years. You are going to emerge a new self, a new person. People will begin to like you, there will be some changes in your personality. You will wonder what happened. People will begin to love you, people think you will begin to attract good things. You are going to begin to attract mercy. All the sentences spoken against your life, they are cancelled at this minute. All the voices that are raised against you, they are raised at this minute. And God said, let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. And they have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over all the earth. But first, our dominion extends to the waters, it extends to the heavens, it extends to the earth realm. So, about three realms involved in the dominion that God gave man. We lost it. Jesus came and got it back and gave it back to us. We lost it in the first Adam and gained it back in the second Adam. Can I hear you say amen? amen. So it's not something lost anymore. It's available now, now, now. Over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him. Male and female created them. And it's interesting. Whatever God is doing in heaven, we can do. Part of the purpose of this book called the Bible, among other things, is to reveal God to us. To reveal the Father. It's a revelation of God and a revelation of Christ, who is the express image of God. The reason is because when we discover who he is, we discover who we are. Your identity is defined from your source. That's why there are some circles you get to. The first thing you want to know is uh, whose son is he? Then, if you call somebody they don't know, he's a, he's a son of nobody. He's a nobody. So, one of the things that you need to learn to do is as you study the Bible, you study the person of God and you'll be finding something about your person 
Because the new birth has restored you back into that original nature, original image and likeness of God, which we lost. Likeness was not just physical resemblance. Actually, it wasn't more of that. It was more of the moral nature of God, the very essence of God. We have His kind of life. We have His character. We have His nature. God is love. I am love. I don't just love. I am love. Because until you know who you are, you won't be that person. Even now, as a man, those of us who are males, if somebody convinces you that you are a female, you start acting like one. There are men who are women. They dress like women. They paint their leaves. They put wig. They feel more comfortable with femininity than masculinity. It's a program. It's a mental program. And sometimes the devil does it while the child is in the womb. Part of the way he does it is that a woman is pregnant... But she rejects the pregnancy. Sisters, when you are pregnant, start talking to your baby in the womb. Sometimes tell the baby, oh, I love you. How are you doing today? That child will be born very beautiful. You see some of these babies always crying. The mother was stressed too much while she was pregnant. Probably her relationship with her husband wasn't so sound. When your wife is pregnant, that's when you really need to show her love. It affects the makeup of the child. You see what you call temperament and all this? These are part of things that are programmed. Not when the child was in heaven. It was when he got inside your womb. They picked it. Because there is an umbilical connecting that child to that woman. Anything the woman is imbibing is affecting her. After you might forgive her and you are alright. But the program is now in the hard disk of the baby. What is the limit or what is the scope of the dominion that God gave us in Christ? Genesis chapter 1 seems to imply that it covers the heavens, the earth, the waters. Since you don't conclude on one scripture, let's see if it's true, if it can be proven with other parts of the Bible. Psalm 8. O Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has said thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and suckling, thou hast ordained strength because of thy enemies, that thou might steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, and he described what he means by the heavens, the moon and the sun, which thou hast ordained, normally you include the stars, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor, and thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hand. Remember verse 3, says, when I consider the heavens, the works of thy hands, the works of thy finger. Now having told us what the works of his fingers were, in answer, thou hast made him to have dominion over what? The works of thy hand. And thou hast put all things under his feet. The way the Bible starts in Genesis chapter 1 is, let me read it in this translation. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. There are three heavens. But I believe that God started by creating where he lives. And then he created where his children will live. 
Because Ephesians makes it clear that before the creation of the earth, anything at all, there was one purpose. He calls it an eternal purpose in the mind of God. And that purpose is to have children. Another purpose is why the program of redemption predates creation. Of course, creation was designed so that you can bring... You know, when you want to have a baby, you start buying baby, buy, baby things. That's what God did. After preparing everything, he released the child. So, our redemption, our sonship, that will be adopted into sonship, was planned before the foundation of the world. And God also, in his foreknowledge, foresaw that there will be an interference, so he also planned redemption. That if this program works, the enemy messes up, he will redeem us back. So he created where he will live, he created where his children will live. And then in between that, he put two more heavens. The, this heaven you see, the sky, and the heaven where the planets, you know, the stars and the rest of them live. The second heaven. But the amazing thing is, I want you to see Psalm 115, verse 16. Let's read from 14. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Why don't we say amen to that? Amen. Verse 15. Ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord. But the earth had he given to the children of men. Mm. Our dominion is over the earth. God's dominion is over the heaven. God didn't give us heaven. He gave us earth. There is a heaven where God rules, where he controls, where he operates. And that one is his territory. Earth is our territory. The middleman between where God is and where we are is what is called the planetary heaven space. Um, I've tried to understand by talking with the Holy Spirit whether we have complete control over that one or whether it is a shared dominion. But what the Holy Spirit made me to understand is that everything that exists in the heavens that exercises influence on earth is under man's control. Because you have to understand that dominion was introduced in Genesis chapter 1 in two different day 4. God introduced dominion. Day 6, God introduced dominion. In day 4, he told the sun to rule the day, the moon to rule the night. In day 6, he told man to rule everything. So these heavenly bodies that are regulating activities on earth, regulating times and seasons, regulating everything, Man was given authority over all of them. That's what Psalm 8 says. When I consider the heavens, verse 3, the works of thy finger, the moon, the star, what baffles me, which thou hast ordained, what baffles me is what is man, that you are mindful of him, the son of man, that you visit him. You have made him a little lower than the angels, yet thou hast crowned him with glory and honor. You made him to have dominion over the works of thy hand, and you have put, how many things? All things. Hebrews chapter 1. Watch this. This what is man, that you are mindful of him, that you keep committing government and authority to him, is amazing. Look at this. Let's start from verse 5. 
unto which of the angels said here at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. God never said this to any angel. That's what he's telling us. Again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. However, when he bringeth his first begotten into the world, he said, let all the angels of God worship him. You can see that angels were placed under the authority of the second Adam. That also tells you that the first Adam had that. If he didn't have authority over these creatures, then Adam shouldn't have been blamed for the deception. He had authority over the devil. He had authority over other celestial beings. This let all the angels worship him simply means let all of them submit. Verse 7. Of, and of the angels, he said, who maketh his angels spirit and his ministers flames of fire. But of the Son, he said, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Because thou lovest righteousness and hatest iniquity, therefore God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness. Above what? Who are these thy fellows? Every other being in heaven, whether they are 24 elders or angels or archangels or cherubims, because those creatures too are anointed. You remember that the devil was the anointed cherub that covered it. And then, if you want to bring the church in, beyond any of us, go down to verse 13. To which of the angels said here at any time, sit down at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. God didn't say this to an angel. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them which shall be heirs of salvation? Go to chapter 2, verse 5. For unto the angel have they not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. So, God has even gone beyond the world we are living in to the world to come. Who will see through the world to come? Man. So, if you like, destroy this planet ten more times. Who will see be in charge? Man. Why? Because we are not just servants, ministering spirits or ministering servants. We are sons. That's the distinguishing factor here. So, the world to come is also put under a that's why we talk about the powers of the age to come. We have not yet stepped there, but we can be manifesting it now. For unto the angel has not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testifies, saying, What is man? You see, that authority was given to man again. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Son of man that you visit him. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou hast crowned with glory and honor. And this set him over the works of thy hand. And thou hast put how many things again? All things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all things in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. He left what? Nothing. But according to Psalm 115, the only place is God's headquarters. Erufai has authority in Abuja. I think that's his name. The minister of the capital territory. But I'm not sure his authority extends to Asoroko. If you say I'm knocking down structure, just knock down one word. That's the day he will fall from dominion. Asorok is his own territory. It's Obasanjo's domain. The truth is that the whole country is, Bible said, the earth is the Lord's, and what? The fullness there. But it's just that he delegated some of them. Hmm. Having settled this, if somebody has authority, how do you operate it? How do you exercise it? There is a notable scripture, which I am sure you know, where the word of the king is, what happens? So if, if a king does not speak, nothing will be obeyed. 
if they turn the government house, the walls of the government house into a urinary, and everybody is passing and urinating there, and the king is complaining. Complaining doesn't solve problem. What solves dominion problem is commanding. You use what is called commanding powers. Authority is the right to command and to be obeyed. Everyone say it. What if, um, let me use somebody now. There are a lot of pastors here. So many pastors. Come, come. You, come. Where is the other mic? Take that mic. Command all these pastors to kneel down. He's afraid though. Go ahead. I, I command you all to kneel down. He comm- Come and make him kneel down. The commander nailed down. You can go back to your seat. How come the people he was even commanding didn't even because let's assume I'm not here and he decides to do it on his own. He might get beaten up. Pastor Mike will just get up and cast some devil out of his head. <laughs> How come he can't do it? He does not have the right. does not have the right to issue the order he's issued. Let's try one more time. Abuchi, come. I can see your wife there. I can also see PCJ's wife there, Pastor Queen. Eh? Go and command her to cook you a goosey soup this night. <laughs> Go to Pastor Queen. And she must finish it before we, we, we finish it. Of course, tell her to leave and go and start cooking it now. Oh, yeah? Are you not a man? Commander had to go and cook you a goosey soup. See how a man is shaking before a woman. <laughs> when you see police, if you have option, there are males here, women here, and you are in trouble. Go to the men, no, you are safer. Female police officer, if they catch you, you can beat her. The question is not muzzle. We are not talking about muzzle. She can put you behind bars. Put this thing in your hand. Muzzle or no muzzle. What we are dealing with here is what? Authority. The right to command and to be obeyed. So, sometimes people bind things and they start talking about, you know, after binding, they start having effect. Before binding things, you should check. Do I have the right to do it? Am I authorized? How much authority do we have? It's a simple question if you know where to find the answer. I think when you want to find definition of words, you go to dictionary. You don't go to Lacomb. Where is the answer to that question? The answer to that question is found in Christ. How much authority does he have? What you need to know is that everything the rest of us, mankind, were given was first given to one man called Adam. You were not there when God was saying he had dominion. 
But when God was talking to that one body, he was talking to everybody because everybody was in that one body. So at the human level, if you want to know all this, why well, you just question what the first man Adam had. Why is it that we die physically now? It's because of him. The same way in the new creation, anytime you want to know the scope of your power, your authority, and your limitation, you check what the first man, second Adam had. He's the first man in the church of the new creation. Because it is power that goes from the dead with. If you read this Hebrew, part of it confuses some people, right? Look at it, verse 8. It's a subjection under his. For in that he put all in He left nothing. That is, left nothing. They look at it. God. Now we see what put under him. We are seeing contradicting this. That authority was lost. He walked till other. So after telling you, but he now tells you another thing. Where to find it now? Watch it. But we see not yet under him. Everyone says second but. But. Verse 9 starts with another but. Telling you that that problem has been solved. Everyone says but. With Jesus. This is where the solution is. We see Jesus. Who was made a little lower than us. For this death. Crowned with glory and honor. That thing that Adam used to have. He came with it. But then the mystery is after exercising it, Unan died. So by dying, he can return the back to it. It's sin that made us lose it. So he paid that debt so we can go back to what we lost. So, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the God should test death for what? Every man. For he determined him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things. In bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect, how? Through suffering. And sin and fell short of the glory of God. But the second Adam, in restoring Adam back to glory, did it by dying on the cross. We lost it in Adam, we regained it in Christ. But we have lost it for so long, for thousands of know how to function anymore. But if you want to understand how to function, we have to look at Jesus. We see him in the sheep when the storm goes. If he does not extend to wind and the forces of nature, he wouldn't have done it. It will be abuse of power. And even if he has spoken, nobody will have obeyed. This person we are looking. That's how the storm will have ignored him. Who gave you a right to come? Why the storm was raging? When he woke up from sleep, what did he do? Eh? Authority is exercised by what? Speaking. Where the word of the king is, there he spoke to the workers and they calmed down. Then he, he turned to the disciples and said, Where is your faith? What is actually doing what you have? Another case where he first asked them the question before dealing with the situation. That's why the Bible says, He said, We see Jesus was a little lower than the angels. I made a little one and Elohim and all that now. The point is, whichever one you choose, he was made it. If you say it's the other angel, he too was made it, exercising this power. 
If he says lower than Elohim, he was made yet he was a size. What was telling you? He became man, yet he's a size in this power. He did, we can know that we can do it. If he did it as God, we wouldn't be able to do it. You have to do it as man. And then we have the book filled with examples. Even under the old covenant, we see men like Joshua speaking to the sun to stand still. Stopping the rotation of the earth just because he has some battles to finish. We are going to rearrange some things in the galaxies. Or you will see what we are going to lead you into. There will be some rearrangement just to line up with your favor. Because the set time for the favor of Zion has come. We see people like Moses speaking to the ground to open. We see people like Elijah bringing fire down from heaven. We see someone like Moses speaking to... You know, what shocks me about the Red Sea experience is that he was crying to God. God said, why are you crying to me? That's the question. He said, why cries out to me? He said, stretch your hand over the water and what? Divide it. He didn't say, I will divide it. Say you, divide it. What did you read in Genesis and all this? He said, have dominion over the water, over the heavens, over this. If we don't have it, we don't have it. But if we have it... The governor is placed over this state and every time he's begging on Basanjo. He said, I want to knock down one store that is blocking the road. Sir, please, come and help us. They need to take him to Saikiao. I think I need to read this for you. So you see how God feels. Psalm 82. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. See how they address us here, mighty. He judged among the gods. Because the guy knows that we are powerful and we can do some things and we can even use that power for. So he also knows how to regulate us at times. When you misbehave too much, you won't attend to justice and men. The bigger God can remove you. But the devil can't. The only way the devil can touch a God, the God has to be handed over to him. There's what is called in the Bible, handing somebody over toward Satan. It's done in a diplomatic circle between nations. Watch this. God standing in the congregation of a mighty and judging among the God. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the person of the wicked? And see, defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and the needy. You know that a man is strong by how he deals with the weak. When you see people who think they are powerful or strong and they only prey on the weak, they are not strong. They are highly insecure. When you see strong men, they use their strength on the strong. Then they cover and protect the weak. Like you see a man beating his wife. He's a very weak man. When he meets fellow men outside, see such men, he will be a coward. It's very true. Meet fellow men. Go out there and in the course of business or course of whatever. They seize your property or something. You see him in the house, murmuring. God judges us based on how we treat the weak in the society. The fatherless, the widows, the orphans, the poor, the women, the children. Any society that doesn't have compassion on the weak. Society that oppresses women or children oppresses the poor, oppresses the fatherless. Amazingly, God, because He's very strong and He's a mighty God, fights in the side of the weak. 
Anytime David wants to get vindication from God, he starts telling God, I'm the poor and the needy. They will praise the poor and the needy. Read Psalms. You wonder, why is this man? Is because whether it's poverty of heart or poverty of cash, God can fight for it. Actually, even fight more for poverty of heart. If you see a poor man too in cash, don't oppress him. See what the Bible said. You oppress a widow. He said, I will kill you. Your wife will be a widow so that she will know how it is. Justice. Watch this. Deliver the poor, the needy. Read them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not. Look at that verse. They know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in ignorance. Some translation will say darkness. Because of that, what happens to the earth? All the foundation of the earth are what? Out of course. Because while we are not doing what we should be doing, the whole creation is rebelling. The Bible said that creation will be delivered from the bondage of corruption when we start manifesting our sons. This is part of what we are teaching now. When we start doing what we should be doing, exercising the dominion we are given, creation will line up, will be delivered from the whole of corruption. Foundation of the earth is out of course. Verse 6, I have said, ye are gods, all ye are children of the Most High, but ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit the nations. So I'm sure you understand what is here. One of the reasons why people die before their time. Let me see if I can give you one day. Now, there is a principle for praying through the gates of time. It's the same principle God used in creating the heavens and the earth. So, it will be easy to, for you to understand, especially when you know that you have the same authority over this creation like God has. So, knowing that Sunday to Saturday, God created the earth in seven days. He rested on seven days. He did the actual work in six days. He started on a Sunday. That's the first day of the week. There is also a mystery about dominating your year. At the beginning of the year like this, you can take a first fruit of seven days. Start with a Sunday. Get the whole church to follow you through the program every evening for seven days. With the first fruit, you can take dominion over the rest of the year. Realize that what happens is that what happens to that first fruit? What happens? It happens to the rest of the year. So, what God, in establishing the ordinances of the heaven and earth, He didn't have to be speaking to every day. He just spoke to the first seven days. And that pattern has been controlling this earth for thousands of years. So, God began to enlighten us along this line. And that the secret is, you go back to the gates of time. One of the best times to actually do this is ending of September, October. That's when God created the heavens and the earth. He didn't create them in January. I have some other discussion when I will get to that. The womb of the morning of creation was the month of Tishri, which is the seventh month of the of the Jewish calendar, which is October. That's one of the best times to actually operate this. But also, you should also know that there are four winds of the earth. 
And there are four angels that govern the four wings. And because of that, God created four living creatures to be keeping the ordinances of these four, which actually determines the four seasons of the earth. So, at the beginning of every quarter, it's also opportunity to exercise dominion over the gates of time. You can control a whole quarter from its beginning. The truth is that if you have studied what I've been doing over the years, there is no quarter I don't do retreat and program some things to enter. Of course, it got to a particular point after doing this for a while, I now learned to create programs at the gates of the quarters, the gates of the seasons. When you want dominion over the week, there are two time gates where you can do it. You can use a Saturday, especially as you are approaching a night season, to reorder the rest of the week, or you can use a Sunday. There are two time gates. There is the gates of the night and the gates of the mornings. Let me show you something. Psalm 19, verse 1 to 4. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament show it his handwork. Day unto day, utterer speech. Everyone say that. Day unto day, utterer speech. The day is a preacher. The day is a prophet. He's anointed to do certain things. And when you program it, what happens is that every time the sun rises, those things programmed start happening for you. The night too is a prophet. Day unto the utterance speech, night unto night, revealeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their message is not heard. You are still trying to reach Enugu. These guys are reaching the world. Because they use satellites. The sun and the moon, the stars are satellites created by God. Anyway, verse 4. Their line is gone out throughout all the earth and their world to the end of the world. In them had he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is the, as a bridegroom cometh out of his chamber and rejoiced as a strong man to run a race. Job 38, verse 12. Has thou commanded the morning since thy days? Many of us don't know how to do it. The gate into the day is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Even if it's just one hour you can utilize within it. You can determine that day. What happens in it. It's 6 a.m. that is cross line. But the programming process, because what happens is that the night time, the devil does a lot of a work in the night. Listen very carefully. The thief, why men sleep, what happens to the thief? He soon starts. A man plants good seed. His wife wakes up one day and is telling you, I want to leave. Who planted the ideas in her mind? You may not have known that the seed has been planted in her for the past two months and it has been growing. Because there are tools of broadcasting in the heavens. That's light. And the devil knows how to use them. Job 38. Let's, let's go ahead. Has thou commanded the morning since thy day and caused the day spring to know his place? Everyone said, day spring. Have you ever looked at the sun as it's rising, early hours of the morning? There are ordinances connected to the gates of time. Whenever the night is to hand over to the morning, 
There are certain principles that God will do. One of them is that all the evil that will be programmed by the night, that the day will wipe it out. And it has the gate of time that you can do that. You see, there are two ways. That's why I'm not uh, carried away by when I got born again, I did it all until knowledge increased. All this everyday night vigil. Uh-uh. You don't need to. The first Adam had a secret which the second Adam operated. Jesus was not doing night vigil every day. He did night vigils whenever he needs to deal with the thief while he's operating. If you want to catch him red-handed, go between 12 and 3. Between what? You live in some environment where things fly by night and by day. 12, midnight and 3 a.m. You can slaughter. You can do some serious slaughtering. Jesus would do night vigil. But if you check, the one that was a habit is rising up early. Why? Because when they finish setting all their counsel in the night, they have to pass it through the gates of the morning, through the death spring, or it will not happen. If you can't push it through the death spring, it won't happen. The moon dominates the night, but it is the sun that rules what? The day. So, listen to this. Has that commanded the morning? Since that day, has that caused the death spring to know his place? Verse 13. Look at what he will do when you do that. That he might take hold of the ends of the earth, number one. That the wicked might be what? Shaken out of it. So this year, we are going to speak to the morning. <laughs> we are going to speak to the death spring. To take hold of the year 2006. There is no wizard, no demon, no accident, no plane crash that can be programmed into this year. Yeah. In Genesis 1.1, the Bible says, And God said, that's how he started the creation. He used words to program creation. In John 1.1, he said, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Without him was not anything made that was made. So, it was with word that he created all this. But in Hebrews 1.1-3, he now said that he upholds. That means he sustains. That means he administers. That means he governs. That means he regulates the whole creation. How? By the word of his mouth. So if God wants the sun not to shine now, like many times it happened in the Bible, his words again, like Joshua did. Words created and established creation, words regulate and govern it. So, let's learn how to order the week. You're still in January. I'm going to beg you, do this before this month ends. And if for any reason, as the years start rolling, because this one thing, you notice that when God finished, he rested on Saturday. Then he woke up, it was Sunday again. And he looked at everything. When he looked at it, he said everything was very good. When he woke up the next Sunday, he looked, he said, but it's not good that man should be. He observed something that was not properly taken care of. So what did he do? He went back and took care of it. So if, for example, in the course after taking care of this, the whole year started running, and somewhere around the line, you notice something that is not operating like it should. Hmm? Go back to the seven days of creation. Find the day that thing was put in order. P 
speak that day, declare that day out and reorder it, and it will follow through to the rest of the year. Because all the things you are experiencing on earth, each one has its own day. Remember that there are heavenly bodies governing this thing. Eh? There are stars and planets and heavenly bodies that have been set governing each of these. So you can't go to now and write one stupid program in my star or in my whatever. I will wipe both the hand I wrote it and the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament his hand work. So they should be speaking my prophetic destiny, not speaking confusion or creating problems for the person. I was telling them in Lagos, I said, the plane crash that happened in December has been, if, if, if you were to look into the record keeping elements, which are the, the, these elements in heaven, it has been there even last year, even last two years. That's why you can, you can even predict them ahead of time. They've been there. They also could have reordered. Mm. The truth is that until we stop submitting to God, we are not helpless at all. We are in charge of creation. So, let's learn, like our Father. The Bible says, be imitators of God as what? Their children. Let's learn like our Father. And remember that if you don't control time, then you are losing one major aspect of your life because just like money, time is the element life is made of. If that aspect of your life is not under control, it's problem. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And that is the beautiful thing. The earth was without form and void. And sometimes you, you see a year like this last year. That had all kinds of shapelessness and confusion in it. Tohu, which is the word they use here, deals with confusion. Disorder. Shapelessness. Problems everywhere. And then on top of that, darkness was one in charge. In the midst of that, God introduced the Holy Spirit. Because when you see disorder, confusion, accident, all these things, know that darkness is ruling. So day one, let's go to Sunday. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light for the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. The evening, the morning, were the first day. What was the first thing God put in place? What was the first thing he created? First day creation is the creation of light. Is the creation of what? Light. First day creation is the creation of light. What was that? The first thing God created was knowledge. The first thing he created was illumination. The first thing he created was revelation. The first thing God created was understanding. The first thing he created was insight. The first thing he created was wisdom. Don't start praying for other things until you pray for light. And this is how to do it. You are going to program every Sunday. There are 52 of them this year. 
The moment is 3 a.m., the thing start cooking. The moment 6 a.m. breaks, as he's approaching, an unusual outburst of revelation will start falling on, the, on that day all over your life. You see, I did something one particular year where I programmed all the Sundays. I didn't want one Sunday where you come, the message is weak, or there is no anointing in the service. So we did it. And I can't explain it. I can't explain it. We're going to program all the Sundays. Because in the New Testament time now, that day is called the day of the Lord. That's the day Jesus rose from the dead. Hmm? And so we who are believers will rest on that day. And the next day we start work. We're going to program it. The light that you will need for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all of that must be released every Sunday. Yes. Why carry the problem of last week to this week when one revelation can shatter it? Every problem is a knowledge problem or wisdom problem. So, the prayer that we must learn throughout this year the first day of the week is to pull on the ordinances of heaven for light. Everyone say light. I hope you know this is not sunlight. This is revelation light. If you want to understand the light, there, turn to John chapter 1, verse 4. In him was life. And that life is what? The light of. So this is light that comes from illumination. Inward illumination. It's not a light that comes from touch or sun or anything. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He's talking about Genesis 1, creation. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything created that was created. In answer, that Word, that Word, in Him was light. So there is a Word that should come to you on a weekly basis, on the first day of the week, that we deal with everything you're going to face, all the darkness we encounter throughout that week. Decisions you need to make. Do you know sometimes, some people are suffering today because of decisions they made in the dark. Everywhere was dark. Darkness is ignorance. Light is knowledge. So until we have dominion over darkness, we don't have dominion at all. PCJ, see what I have programmed into this year. John the Beloved said, I was in the spirit on the last day. So I have programmed all the Sundays. You know what happens to me? I can't explain it to you. When it's Saturday night and I sleep, somewhere around three, something starts opening up in me. Why am I asleep? Oh? That's how I even wake up. I wake up with a revelation that is going on in sleep. And then I'm feeling like somebody is raining on my body, on my being. The Bible said it will be like a water garden. I feel it physically. I can't explain that. I feel water in my soul as I go to church. I don't get to church to be lifted up. I'm already on flying as I'm coming. So I'm not depending on what they are going to sing. If they are not singing, I help them fly. There are ordinances in the heavens. The Bible talks about the windows of heaven. So we are going to obtain dominion over the gates of insight. And there is another one though, the gates of utterance. 
I have taken care of these two for every Sunday of this year. Don't pray for a pastor without dealing with these two gates. The gates of revelation and the gates of what? Utterance. One helps him assess what heaven is saying. The mind of God. One helps him communicate it to the people. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. The Bible said, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. So there is no sun that is not warming up. Trying to shake like something. Mm-mm. I step into every first door of the week. You program it now. So you won't have some Sundays where the devil will interfere with the flow. You've been studying for Monday. Sunday morning interferes with you. You get to church. You are flowing dry message. I taught our people to program that every Sunday, whatever question they were having within the week, as we step into Sunday, the day will bring the answer to it. If they don't get it by direct revelation, once they get to church, no matter what topic the pastor wants to address, he has to zero in first and answer those questions. While worship is going on, the answer will descend on them. So that they don't carry problems from last week to the new week. Let's balance the accounts. That is sufficient unto the day is evil thereof. Don't bring it over here, my friend. It's enough. Let the day spring withhold back the evil of yesterday. Let it not pass into today. Let a new day bring me new joy. After all, the Bible says, Weeping may endure for a night. But when the morning comes, something new should be expected. Haven't you noticed? Let me give you a secret. When the witches fly, they always rush to get back before 6 a.m. From 3, they start going back to their body. You know why? Once the day spring breaks through and you have not come back, you are in trouble. Many of them don't recover. They will have to die. Some will start confessing. It will take multiple rituals to ever reverse that thing. Because part of the job of the spring is to cut off the wicked. So when a thief is stealing, he should be calculating his time. Means 4 a.m. start going back. Or they catch you and you are caught. Stop your hands. We're going to pray and call for light every Sunday of this year. Light, illumination, inspired ideas, creativity, wisdom, direction. Let there be light. Father, we take hold of the grace of revelation. We take hold of the grace of insight. We take hold of the grace of illumination. Read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 with me. 1, 2, go. For God, who commanded light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts. To give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We have this treasure in eternal vessel. That the excellency of power may be of God and not of God. It's even terrible if a preacher doesn't have light. Because other people are depending on him for direction. We have this treasure. What treasure? Light of what? Knowledge. Light of illumination. He's talking about Genesis creation when God commanded light to appear. 
Now we are going to pray. Every form of darkness in our heart, in our mind, every misconception, every ignorance, you know that's what forms strongholds. Every high thing that raises itself against the knowledge of God. Wrong philosophies that have been blocking us from progress because you can't perform better than what you know. Let it be shattered now. Father, this year, declare that you're going to make at least seven times more progress in your understanding of God, in your understanding of life. And by that progress, every aspect of your life will progress. Father, I command the darkness to disappear. Every darkness in the mind, every darkness of the heart. I enter into a realm of personal transformation. I enter into a realm of sevenfold transformation this year. By the illumination of your spirit, your word, Father, my God, because I'm going to I shatter the whole thing. I shatter the whole of darkness. I shatter the whole of this. In Jesus' name. Light starts. Light starts pleasure. But also light for vision. Make sure you know opposing life. You are still confused. Am I this? Am I this? I'm going to call for clarity of direction in your life. The same way. All the confusions appeared. Every confusion we have to clear. We will lay hands on our head, though. Turn around. Father, my set strong lights this year, oh God. Clear direction for my life. Concrete knowledge of why I am born. Clear understanding of my purpose. All the confusion in my head today, let it disappear now. Light well up within my spirit. Let me know who I am in Christ. Let me appear in this time. Let's share my life in this season. This is the end of this part. Please play the next tape in the series.